Hi everyone, this is Marty McDermott from Franchise Interviews and welcome to another edition of Great Quotes in Franchising where each podcast you get to hear a great quote in franchising. Today's podcast is being brought to you by Diamond Financial Services and Diamond Financial is the nation's number one source for business loans with over 50 years of combined experience. Financing solutions can be applied to business acquisitions, franchise purchasing or startups, building and leasehold improvements or expansions, equipment purchases, debt restructuring, working capital, franchise fees, or buying out of partners. Today's great quote in franchising comes from Carol Mercurio of Matchpoint. And Carol had excellent advice to aspiring entrepreneurs looking to buy a franchise. And one of the things that they should consider is image. Listen to what Carol said. I thought it was brilliant. It's it's one of my favorites because, you know, a lot of the franchising concepts are not high status. Right. You know, if you look at some of these categories, and then there's others, you know, where you'll find there's more of an executive model. And that becomes an issue with um, people, depending on what their background and experience is, and what are you willing to give up to have a business on your own, and how important is that is to you. And the way I break it down is if you were at a neighbor's for dinner and somebody asked you what you did for a living, how important is your answer? And for some people, it's very important. And when you go through this process with a lot of people, it really comes down to what's more important, what's on your business card or what's on your deposit slip. Right. And, uh, you know, for I always use the example of, you know, uh, well, actually, I would say the most common answer to things that people wouldn't do that are relative to status is I wouldn't pick up garbage. Right. Which is it's kind of an interesting answer because if you look at that industry, of the trash industry or garbage industry, there isn't probably one person out there that doesn't have trash. Exactly. Or doesn't know somebody that has trash. Absolutely. So, you know, you have to think about what are you willing to do if the industry is probably one of the biggest and best industries that everybody needs. There's recession-resistant, Internet-proof. That would be trash. And, of course, I always throw this little bit of humor into this equation here that my husband's in the trash business and has been for many, many years. And I live in New Jersey with an Italian last name, so I suppose... <laughs> there you go, stereotype. <laughs> you know, be very careful how you deal with me. But, of That's course, if they funny. don't get that humor, it's not very funny. But <laughs> what you really want to think about is, you know, how do you feel about negotiating deals with CEOs or presidents of companies? Or are you okay, okay with dealing with, you know, the everyday consumer or dealing directly to the consumer? Or is it, should it be business to business? Because there are different franchises that fit into those categories, or even if you look at retail, it may not be visible to the consumer, but there are retail businesses that will do business to business, deal with other business owners, as well as the consumer, which is a major plus because you have two ends of dealing with business rather than being limited to one. But you really have to determine, you know, what is it? If you want a high-status business, then that will put me in a direct direction that would be very different than... Um, a Dunkin' Donuts, for example. Right. Although some people would put some of these food concepts into high status. I'm not sure why, but I do believe that people's perception of food is a higher status. That's but there are certainly a lot of things you can do that go outside food that, um, you know, you can be a consultant in different areas that would be more um, executive-type models or with a lot of the franchises, if you're looking for an executive-type model, it may be in a traditional type of business, but you become the uh, manager of that business as opposed to getting your hands dirty every day. So you can still develop that into more of an executive model.
Right, right. And, you know, what kind of products or services do you want to offer your public? Because that may limit some of the things that you look at if you shy away from certain industries. But it is something that you really want to think about, you know, how important is status. And, you know, I always use the household cleaning industry as an example of that as well. You know, it's a very big business today. You know, it's a, a business that's changed through the years because of dual-income families that it almost becomes a necessity rather than a luxury. But a lot of people will be embarrassed to say that I clean toilets for a living. Right, right. And the perfect example in that industry, when you look at the business model, it's not about cleaning toilets at all because that's not what you do. Right. It's about sales, marketing, and management. Exactly. So, again, you're looking at what is the business model itself. So put right. the industry aside, look at the model, and how is that going to work in your community. Such a good question, though, Carol. It really is. Sometimes with everything they're thinking about with investing in a business is uh, when you tell people at a party, what do you do? I mean, that's a, that's a great question. People don't want to it be is a great question. And and if what if they you really do, think about it, yeah. You know, I, um, I would say, you know, the common denominator with people when you have a discussion is what do you do for a living? And when I tell people I'm self-employed, it doesn't matter what I do. It's, I right. think they're impressed with the fact that I own my own business. So I think business ownership in itself brings a certain level of prestige because there's so many people out there that I think would want to own a business, but they don't have the courage to do it. So they admire somebody that does. There's a pretty popular fast-growing franchise um, that involves, uh, you know, uh, it's pet waste removal. Right. It's a big myself, when I saw it, I'm like, do I want to tell people that I, you know, that I do that for, for, for a living? And, you know, I thought about that when I saw that type of franchise. Franchise that, you know, uh, a lot of people are pet owners, and that's the type of service that's needed. Right. I guess it takes a special type of person to. <laughs> and and know, they're making it. a lot of money doing it. Exactly. Right. If you can put the status issue aside. Right. You're absolutely right. And, you know, with, you know, to kind of summarize what we've spoken about, you know, all these different characteristics are things that you really need to write down and think about and put on a piece of paper. And if you put it all down and you start figuring out your likes and your dislikes, what you I thought that was great advice from Carol, uh, taking status into consideration. We've never heard that uh, on an Out of 80 show, so I thought that was fantastic advice. So. Once again, I hope you enjoyed this edition of Great Quotes and Franchising by Franchise Interviews. And again, we'd love to hear your feedback, and we hope to see you again soon. Take care, everyone.